sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And welcome to Spooky Sundays. All you dark siders, you parastalkers, you grand poo bars, all of the frightfully good people out there. I think I nailed it, Renata. I think you did. Oh, I got it all in. Uh, welcome to a show that is all about things that are ooky, spooky, mysterious, and unexplained. And we've got some crackers tonight. There's one that I have deliberately not read through the whole story. I have read the front of it and thought, this is really interesting. I'm going to actually wait to read the rest of it on air with everyone else so I can react to it at the same time you do. So let's hope it's a good story. Mm. (laughs) What have you got? Well, I had to read through my news of the week because, you know me, I sometimes don't. I read the first paragraph and go, oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, But as I read through it, I discovered that um, certain sentences were written about three times as fillers. Hmm. Uh, That reminds me of somebody who keeps saying that three times when she reads out the story. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you fixed it tonight. Yeah, didn't realise it. Yeah, sometimes they uh, will have a photo and if you're just copying and pasting it, um, the photo will be that statement. So that's... That's probably what it is. No, it wasn't. No, okay, fair enough. Whatever, just argue with me. (laughs) Hello, brutally opinionated with Conrad Starsider. How are you this evening? (laughs) Oh, brutally opinionated. Hi, Kel. We've got lots of people that are watching us on YouTube because we do stream on YouTube for the first half hour. Hi, Lindsay. Um, And thank you for being on YouTube because it does um, raise our profile and our numbers there. It raises our vibrations too. Oh, it does. It gives us a dopamine hit when we see the numbers click over 6,000, which it did this week. Thank you, everyone who took the time to like and subscribe to our channel. We also hit a new record of 20,000 hours of watch time. Wow. Which is fabulous. Uh, And look, if you're watching there now from YouTube, just take the time to please subscribe because we are aiming for 10,000 by the end of the year and we're on our way now Renato I had another bit of news for you our Timu unboxing number one has cracked 8,000 views oh yes fabulous but we're only at 6,000 subscribers so that means 2,000 people have not subscribed unless they're watching it 100 times each or how, something how, why how dare they I know it's very That's rude so disappointing <laughs> It's a great way to show your appreciation for the work we do just to simply subscribe. And it costs you nothing, just a bit of your time. Yeah. All right, Renata. Okay. Let's hear the story tonight. What is it about? It's about an ex-cop that has turned into a ghostbuster and he performs exorcisms. What could go wrong? Nothing. No, no. Another self-proclaimed exorcist. A family claimed they encountered dark supernatural entities Within their home and reached out to Chris DeFlorio, who, with his Bible and prayers, stepped up to tackle a ghost named Max. Chris DeFlorio retired from the police after 19 years of service when his side career started booming and he now operates the non-profit organisation, get this one, New York Demonic Investigation. Oh, no. Mm. 
NYDI. Mm. The Ghostbuster, whose tools are simply the Bible and prayer, claims his abilities stem from his Catholic faith, as well as his medical and police training. Mm. A concerned couple contacted the former New York Police Department officer after several members of his family allegedly encountered dark supernatural entities in their home. One of them, mum of two, Ashley White, reported feeling a mysterious hand grab her leg in bed when she was just 11 years old. I was going to say, if it was she was older than that, it was probably her husband. Mm. No, 11 uh, years old, that's yes. a bit scary. A shadowy figure then leaned over and dragged her out of the room, pointing towards the attic and calling it itself Max. Yeah, okay. The family called in a priest to cleanse their home, and although they seemed to alleviate the issue temporarily... Babina is Newcastle's finest oh. retailer of premium oh. foods. Truly, the- I don't know what I did there, but I have just done something really wrong. <laughs> Um, sorry, keep going. <laughs> well, you know, we are talking about demonic possession and here. And I, I did mention the F I, word earlier. I, I, it's possible that, yes, they've heard the the alarm has been set off. You know what it is? I've got the mouse here and I've immediately grabbed it to use it for my computer. Oh, and just I've Just don't touch it. Don't just touch don't it. don't touch things. Okay. Let's hope I'm it all just keeps working. I'm going to go back to the start of that sentence. I have to click up here to reset it. Right, go on. The family called in a priest to cleanse their home. As I was saying before, I was really interrupted. It was the demon. What can I say? And although this seemed to alleviate the issue temporarily, that's where it went down, Max continued to appear randomly throughout Ashley's life, often communicating things to her non-verbally. With a birdie? A priest carried out a house cleansing and we were told there was something demonic in the house and in particular that attic, said Ashley. Max reappeared throughout my life, popping up randomly only to stare at me in silence. It was strange. The way I could sense Max was communicating things non-verbally as I got used to it over time. Several years later, Ashley and her husband discovered they were pregnant with their first child. Did they call it Max? But Max returned, pointing towards her stomach before Ashley suffered a tragic miscarriage. Oh, no. Oh, well. Ashley couldn't help but wonder if Max knew something was wrong or had even caused it. Oh, whatever the reasoning, my sweetheart, that's a sad thing for you. As Ashley grew older, she began to feel like Max was a kind of guide and there were many times when he came with a warning about something that was about to happen. It might not be he's hurting them. He might just be trying to warn them. Yes, yeah. It wasn't until recently when she responded to a casting call for a film project about oh. sleep paralysis and oh, demonic okay. encounters. Okay. Oh, nothing about the fact that she's been a, um, a bit of a groupie of all of this for years, but never mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that she discovered that her children, Selena and Javier, were also experiencing strange occurrences. What? What? And, uh, no, so that was Whitney. So I'm getting the wrong ones now. Mm. She said a year ago, I responded to a casting call for victims of sleep paralysis and demonic encounters. I'm having deja vu, Renata. <laughs> I could have sworn I've heard that before. <coughs> for a film project, I stumbled across in an online casting brief. 
During filming, I learned that my kids, Selena, 13, and Javier, 7, had strange encounters too. I already knew Selena was seeing some weird things. Oh, you, you better do that with the door shut then, my darling. Every but was... night in my dreams, <laughs> I see Max. No? But was really surprised when Javier told Shannon, the filmmaker, about his haunting experiences of late. His description of one particular entity sounded much more morbid than I had ever imagined. She added, we don't know what his description is, they never say. We soon realised it was time to bring in some outside help, so we enlisted religious demonologist Chris and his wife, Harmony. No. Go well with Javier. I roll. Um, (laughs) During filming, Chris said director Shannon Alexander began to capture strange paranormal activity in the house. I bet it was. (laughs) The family also heard voices and saw large shadowy figures walking around their home. Eventually, the entity started to target the couple's seven-year-old son, attempting to become friends at first as he played games, but progressing to where the child believed the black figure wanted to kill him, Chris said. Who's put that idea in his head? Don't know. Don't know. Harmony? Maybe Harmony? um, Maybe. (laughs) Don't trust anyone called Harmony. (laughs) When we walked into the apartment, I could feel a presence. It is something you can't explain in words, but a feeling you never forget after the first time you're exposed to it, Chris explained. As soon as we began investigating the apartment with our equipment, there was no delay in picking up outlines and mapping of a spirit. I bet they used one of those dodgy boxes. The dodgy box <laughs> available from KTEL. <laughs> Remember KTEL used to be on yes, buy everything on KTEL? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, the dodgy box. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Oh, we should talk about the Alice box too. Oh, yes. Yes, we shall. Yes, m- write it down because I know we'll forget. All right, let write me f- just no. let me finish this. Mr. D. Florio and Harmony began reading scripture and Catholic prayers with Harmony feeling dizzy and nauseated in the presence of evil. Mr. De Florio experienced physical attacks geared to attack his mind and cause confusion and distraction. The words he was reading became difficult to pronounce, but he continued on until he finished the rite. The demonologist said we began the minor exorcism of the home by reading scripture. This can be the time when a demonic entity can tip its hand because one thing it hates is anything sacred and anything from God. This is where it lacks control and will expose itself. Oh, Oh. it's a flasher. It's a flasher ghost. It's going to expose itself. Oh, no. I don't want to see that. I wonder if you see ghostly bits. Oh, my. That's an impressive bit of ectoplasm. As I began to read the prayers, Harmony began to feel dizzy and nauseated again. Symptoms she always feels in the presence of evil. I think she might be a bit of an overactor. The very words I was reading became difficult to pronounce, even though they were right there on the page. Oh, that happens to me every day. (laughs) I took a pause, which was noticeable to Harmony that I may be in trouble. He added, I proceeded with the Catholic prayers and finished the rite. The subsequent events are featured. Oh well, the, here you go. Here's okay, the clanger. Okay. The subsequent features uh, events are featured in Shannon Alexander's upcoming documentary. It's coming. <laughs> no. After it flushes itself. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. 
which premieres no, no. which premieres at the Hot Docs Canadian International no, that's Documentary just worse Festival now. next week. However, the demonologist said the story had a happy ending. <laughs> Awfully quick. And the White family was overjoyed with I, the outcome. The Ghostbuster also pointed out that he doesn't charge people for cases and that he took part in the documentary for free in order to help the family. Just like a certain pair of ghost hunters self-proclaimed demonologists from America where they don't make anything by helping the people in the case, but they'll make a movie about it or get some sort of deal and then make the money off that. Oh, just, just be you're just front. an unbeliever, Anne. You I'm, are. I'm, I am a, just, you know, turning into a, a cynic. You're a no, sceptic. You're a You're a cynic. I'm a cynic you're with some of these terrible, stories that are coming out. Terrible. <laughs> it was in the mirror. It's true. <laughs> UK. Yes. Yes, of course. All right. Um, now, I've got to make sure I get the right mouse this time, and let's hope that everything works. <coughs> so we're going to go to a song, and then we're going to come back straight after this with... The ABC of superstitions. And I want to see if it all... No, 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 don't give it away, Renata. And let's just... This this song we're going to play now is almost our theme song. We love this and we normally start off a seance with this one. So, guys, enjoy Spirit in the Sky. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. The buttons are being an issue tonight, I tell you. I'm having a few issues. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays, everyone. Now, I do... Look, we have been away all day today, Anne. We've been doing our community service. Yeah. We went out to um, Prince Henry Hospital Museum. And they were having a community day, a little neighbourhood day, um, with some stalls and Mm -hmm. things, and and we came and and contributed. So uh, we've been up since the crack of dawn. Well, yeah, dawn's crack has been very early this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our breakfast was at Macca's. Yep. McDonald's, if you'd like to sponsor us, we'd be happy for that. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we, we got to um, uh, Prince Henry with about two minutes to spare. And yep. We, sat, we, you know, set up and everything. And it was a gorgeous, gorgeous day. Oh, it was beautiful. It's I haven't lovely. seen that much sunshine in a long time because yeah. I'm normally stuck in my room either editing or researching. And I was outside in the sunshine. I was walking out with Lisa. We found some gluten-free donuts and they mm-hmm. were delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, although I have really bad guest tonight, so I don't know if it was the oh, donut. thanks for sharing, Anne. I just wanted you're to warn so you kind. all. Just be grateful you're on the other side, guys, mm-hmm. and not in here. No, it's okay. I'm, I've been very mindful. But yes, we, we are a little bit weary, but we've got some great news to share with people. Oh, yes. Uh, so we will... After 8.30, we'll after be After 8.30, okay, you're gonna, the people who are watching on YouTube and in Facebook land are going to have to come across and, oh, and join the Big announcement, if yeah. you haven't heard. Wow. Yeah. But... Now, as I do this, as I announce this at the ABC of Superstitions, I want to know how many people do it. So we are doing the Superstitions of Yawning. Oh, Go oh. on, fight it. I'm fighting it. I can feel my, my palate jaw, starting to lift. Oh. It's wanting to yawn. Oh, oh no. I really picked the wrong day to do this topic. (laughs) All right. So I didn't even realize that there were some superstitions surrounding that Y word. A superstition. A superstition. (laughs) The stupid stitions. Stupid stitions. I should have stayed home. (laughs) Now. 
if you perform that said thing, yeah, I want you to write in the comments, those people who just just yawned. yawned yeah. uh, yawning is a sign that somebody is thinking of you. In some cultures, yawning is believed to be a sign that um, that you know there's somebody who's having a few brief moments of going, oh, I've just yawned. Somebody must have thoughts about me. <laughs> Okay. Uh, this belief is especially <laughs> strong if someone yawns at a particular time of the day or night. So uh, I think I found a little bit more now. I, I've, I'm actually using ChatGPT for this one, so anything oh, could happen. And so no, 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 lazy. No, I'm not lazy. lazy. I'm being clever with my time. <sighs> now covering your mouth. Now who covers their mouth when they yawn? I tried Me. to do it. I know. Oh no. Oh, stop it. I'm just going to keep yawning all the way through. Uh, it's com- considered impolite to yawn without covering your mouth. That's because it is believed that when you yawn, you are expelling your soul. Yes. So if somebody sees your mouth open, they, they just may try to steal your soul. Yeah. Have you got the superstition about yawning um, next to a, um, while you're driving past a cemetery? Can you wait till I finish? Oh, okay. And then you can throw your bits in. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. So there are some cultures that believe that yawning brings you bad luck. This is especially true if someone yawns during an important event, such as a wedding or a business meeting. That could oh, be awkward. Oh, that's awkward. Stop it. I can't. This is the problem Stop with this. Stop it. It's highly contagious. Highly, highly contagious. <sighs> and that brings me to my next point. It's a common belief that if one person yawns, it triggers a chain reaction causing other people to yawn. I think we can say that one is confirmed. Yeah, and it's gone all around Australia. Thank yeah. you very much, and overseas. Overseas as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone yeah, that's watching are going, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, all right, so then uh, I put in, please tell me some more things about yawning. So some cultures believe that um, without covering your mouth, evil spirits can enter your body and cause harm. They sort of covered that one up so up there earlier, so I don't think that's new. Um, if you're said to be yawning before a job interview or a test, it's not going to be good results. You're not going to get it. Oh, okay. Yep. You're going to fail the test or you're not going to get the job. Oh, now, if you are praying or meditating... And you do the Y word, it is very disrespectful as it's a sign that you are bored of what is happening around you. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Especially when I'm talking. How many times have you yawned, the people that are listening in at the moment? (laughs) Um, So it's also seen as rude if you yawn in public and can offend people. Jeez, people get offended over anything, don't don't they? Right. In some traditions, excessive yawning is thought to be a sign of illness or disease and can even lead to sickness if not addressed. Right. Mm. Yawning with your eyes closed. There's there's just so many things to think of. Uh, If you 
it is believed that closing your eyes while yawning can cause bad luck as it's a sign that you're closing yourself off from the world. I just had a demon enter my mouth because I didn't close, <laughs> I didn't cover my mouth. Uh, now, you know how we're all yawning and we're because you can hear us yawning now and I apologise to everyone who's listening at home. It's actually a sign of empathy that you are feeling what the other person's feeling and therefore you are copycatting what they're doing. So it is a form of empathy and that you are showing you care about the well-being of the other person. Well, this is this isn't. They're not really superstitions, are they? Some of the, the entering with the evil spirits and that sort of thing is superstitions. Yes, but some of these are um, more codes of conduct, I think, mm-hmm. than superstition. Or, or hang on, this is a cracker. In some cultures, it is believed that yawning while pregnant. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. Can cause harm to the baby. <sighs> How? And pregnant women are advised to avoid yawning wherever possible. That's just stupid. That's... Hmm. Right. I've got the last one. Uh, if you yawn at night, then that means that someone is thinking of you and you should think about them in return... Oh, how do you know who to, to think about? To avoid bad luck. How do you know who to think about? Well, you're supposed to be psychic. Well, if you're empathic, you should know. Mm. You'd work now, it out, wouldn't you? I have heard another superstition that says oh, that good. you know, if you're driving past a cemetery or a graveyard uh, and you yawn, then you're opening up yourself to um, spirits from the cemetery to enter your body and to live vicariously through you for as long as they so wish until they get bored and they leave. Oh, Heather, I can't say that one on the radio, but um, yeah, that's that's hilarious. Uh, all right. So that was my uh, ABC of superstitions. Now, next week mm-hmm. will be the end because we're going to reach the, Lord. the letter Z or Z for <laughs> our Americans. Um, did you know that in America you've got to say Z because if you say Z, that they don't, that's not how they say it. And when you do your ABCs, your ABC, uh, X, Y, Z, they always say C. Yeah. Um, it's just when I've got two Zs in my last name. So I used to go to America when I was living over there with Alex and um, they'd say, what's your last name? We go, R, Z, what? R, Z, R, Z, E, C, H, O, W, I, C, Z, Z. <laughs> oh, dear. Yep. Dear, dear, dear. Yeah. So what what good bit of news are we going to tell them? Uh, well, they'll have to come back after the song. Oh, yes. But we do have... Do you want to come on holidays with us? Would you guys like to come on holidays to a very haunted island? We are going to Norfolk Island on the 1st of September to the 4th of September for a little bit of a long weekend. And we are going to be joining up with Liz from the Hukumalish um, ghost hunters and staying in a very luxurious house and uh, we're just going to ghost hunt and hang out all weekend it is the most wonderful beautiful place and we uh, can take six more people that's it because we can take a total of 16 we've sold 10 spots so if you would like some more information on that just uh, say Norfolk Island in the comments and I'm hoping that Miss M 
will notice them and she will be able to get hold of you and uh, send you some information on it or at least we can get your email or maybe send us a private message and uh, we will get those emails sent to you with the information about it. Yeah. Now, um, we we are charging um, for the land content, so it is up to you to purchase your own flights, um, but the charges will include accommodation, uh, car share, um, some meals, and uh, all, all of the investigations. Three, three investigations plus three island tours oh, where you get to learn yeah. about the history. Absolutely. The, the convict Fabulous. history there is brutal, absolutely brutal. And there's some rather horrible entities that are still left behind. And we love a horrible entity. Speaking of horrible entities, we're going to go to a song and we'll be back after this. Those people that are on YouTube, jump across to the Spooky Sundays app or the Newcastle Live website to join us for the live show. But zombie time. Do you have a spooky question? Text Anne and Renata on 0490 So, this yes. is my favourite time in the evening. I love yes. this part where yep. we find out. Renata's picking up my phone Sorry. and hoping to, <laughs> hoping to get some questions on there. <laughs> Maybe just from my husband. Mm. But we have... A first award tonight. Mm-hmm. Now, the first award goes to the first person to text in since the last show, and that would be Leah. So Yay. Leah got the first award tonight. She texted in on Wednesday. Oh my gosh! Yes, I have a question for for either of you. Uh, now, oh sorry, have either of you personally come across something paranormal that you could not explain? Yeah, Everything. Most things. <laughs> all. I mean, all I can do is. Uh, give my opinion based on my reading, research, study and uh, the way I've been uh, trained in this area, I suppose. And if I've been trained by someone who knows nothing, then that's going to be my knowledge base. So uh, I... uh, All I'm doing is guessing with the the knowledge that I've got. Uh, And I, I seem to be able to give an explanation that people resonate with? Does that mean I'm right? No, not. I've really got no idea. What about you, Renata? Um, look, there are some things that are more readily explainable than others, especially if you're dealing with things like photography. I've spent um, a number of years going to TAFE and learning photography. Back in the days when you could, you you had to actually run film through machines and um, She's hand, that old. And hand process. And put your head underneath that, that sheet as you drop yeah. the big flash bulb out to <laughs> take a photo, yeah. So um, it's... I've, I've kind of got a lot of technical knowledge when it comes to photographs um, and then people will kind of send you a photograph and go, well, what do you think it is? And I'll tell them exactly what I think it is and then they'll go, oh, you don't know anything. Yeah. End of story. Because so, somebody else has told me it's a ghost, so yeah. you know nothing. Yeah. And I've, I've had to explain several times that, you know, I've actually studied photography. I've been um, a professional photographer. I've actually been in the darkroom processing photographs, but I know nothing. So, you know, what what would I know? But there are other things, and as you said, I don't know how they happen. I don't know why we hear knocking in a room and yet other people who are in that particular room say nothing happened. Yeah. 
That's you know? because they're hearing it clear audiently. Hmm. It's just weird. That, we had a lot of knocking at Tomago House last night. We had knocking at the residence at Maitland Jail from a wall where there was nothing on the other side. They were hearing things moving up yeah. and down the wall. Yeah. So how does that happen? Don't know. Absolutely don't know. But I love it. I will keep searching for a response and an answer forevermore until I'm dead and then I'll know. Give me more. Yeah. Mm. Uh, hello, Catherine Zena, Warrior Princess. Happy Spooky Sundays and hopefully I'm number one. Well, you're number one for Sunday. We'll give you that number one. Shane said, <coughs> sorry, Jerry Springer already causing trouble in the afterlife. Let's bring out Mary's husband, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'd pay that one, Shane. That's clever. Can I just do a shout out to the beautiful Perrymans? Oh, please Justin do. Justin and Bronwyn Perryman. Yes. Um, we have another of our followers who asked me to do a big shout out for who he says are two of the most beautiful human beings on the globe. And that's not us? No. Oh. They're the Perrymans. That's very disappointing that's not us. No, I know. I so, just yes. assumed. <laughs> there you go, gorgeous people. You were there at the tour last night. I'm glad you had a good time. But yes, yes, lots of love going out to you. Yeah. Uh, are we enjoying Maxine's selection of music tonight? Now, you too can send through your favourite song suggestions. Now, we do ask that it's not explicit songs and, with and bad, not, naughty words. And not deaf metal, please. Yeah. No. Deaf or death? Deaf. 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 Yeah, um, it, it's sort of songs that people really sort of like and know, and um, yeah. So if you want to send some through, zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six, just like uh, Maxine. Maxine did, uh, and hello, Maxine. Uh, Robert said, Anna Bay, after being intense on the beach for a few weeks, a horse and camel tour of operator offered us accommodation at his farm stay hotel i mentioned about being a ghost investigator and he said they were all demons so this is in relation to the question that you put up yes so uh, obviously robert was on a holiday and i anna bay's near us actually yeah um horse and camel yes i do know about that uh, place they offer camel rides and all sorts of things so the question i posed was have you ever told someone that you are a ghost hunter or a fan of ghost hunting shows or you love to follow other ghost hunters and they have looked at you and gone you're stupid you're weird or maybe they've gone wow that's so exciting i love all of that stuff too we would love to hear yeah i quite often my husband starts off with you know this is my wife ann and she's a ghost hunter i'll just die on the spot but they go oh Oh, I've I've actually got a story to tell you, and they'll they'll immediately yeah. start to launch into their story of what yeah. they've seen and what they've experienced. Um, yeah, hello, Emmy. People, yes, poor Emmy. When people ask me where I work, she says I'm a personal assistant, and I go, oh wow, wow. Who do you who do you work for? And then she says, paranormal investigators, the ghost grannies. <laughs> And she gets various responses of confused looks yeah. and uh, what the duck and ghosts aren't real. And then why? Mm. <laughs> oh, what can we help? We can't help it if we need someone to help it. It's only because we're mentally challenged. Just for yourself. No, we are. <laughs> 
I've packed up the cameras and everything ready for tonight's show and I've left them on the table at home. Yeah. Oh. All right, who's what this? This say? is Kerry. Hello, Kerry. Um, I did a tour and investigation at the Adelaide Zoo with CAG. Oh, we love CAG. We're going to see CAG and Alison very soon in England for Beth's wedding. Uh, so hang on, what also on Thursday? Oh, you only did it on Thursday. What an awesome experience. I got to call out the words with the headphones on, and I loved it. I was yeah. here did the Estes. Yeah, we love that experiment Fabulous. too. It's it's really awesome. Yeah. We had some good um, results with that last night. We did. We did. Uh, what have we, Oh, Karen O'Brien. Hello, Karen. I'm big into ghost hunting, but I live in my dad's house and he is ex-army, a Vietnam veteran who thinks it's all rubbish. But my mum died in 1995 and I have to believe that she is somewhere and her life didn't just end. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And it does. It brings people some peace. Peace. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Dave does have a question for us. My question this week is regarding EMF pumps. What are they? Are they a useful bit of kit? And when can they be used? Mm. Oh, this is a question for me, isn't it? Yes, it it is. So an EMF pump. Now, you've all seen the K2 meters, which read the EMF, which is always a contentious thing. What is EMF? So electromagnetic field or force. Mm. So it's... The, the theory behind it is that ghosts are either made up of this EMF field or they uh, draw it in as like food or uh, energy or that they <coughs> disturb the field somehow or other and that these EMF meters can pick it up. So with all of that in mind, somebody had a great idea to create a pump to pump out this EMF field. And if I remember correctly, because we tried to make one, it is a spinning battery, uh, not battery, a magnet, and it generates this field. And the idea is then instead of the ghosts draining your batteries on your equipment uh, or you saying, use my energy, that you are providing them with ghost food, I use that very loosely, but just to give you a, a concept, that they can then manifest or communicate or do whatever it is they need to do to work with you to for the ghost hunter to have a better experience. But you have to be very careful with these EMF pumps because if anyone has a pacemaker, it can really disrupt it and you could cause very big health issues for them. So if you are going to use these EMF pumps, you must just check with everyone in the room and say if anyone has a a pacemaker or something like that, please let me know straight away because I'm going to turn this on or just leave the area so that you can uh, be safe. Hmm. Uh, Look, even for those that don't, in small areas, if you've got an uh, pump going, it can make you feel unwell. Uh, it can create a headache um, or even heart palpitations. So mm-hmm. um, just be aware that. Or that you feel like you're being watched. Yeah, you do a test, <laughs> a test run, because yep. um, you don't want people getting unwell during yep. an investigation. All right, we're going to head off to a song and then we'll come back after this and answer more of your questions. You're listening to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. 
And we're back and we've just realised we haven't told you our news. We've been teasing you all night. But before we do that... Hello, Cousin Steve. Hello, how are you? How's your friend Gally? Oh, there we go. He's whacking on the microphone <laughs> already. the microphone, sorry. It was, it was in an incorrect position. He snuck that. in. He snuck in while we had a song on. Yeah. And we've got something exciting to tell you about that shortly too. But first off, we have something that we are super proud of. Yes, absolutely. Would you I'll like l- to tell people? No, I'll let you tell them because, you know, there's a bit, there's a bit of a, an acquaintance thing going on there. There is. All right. So we got home from a ghost hunt on Friday night and it was about, it takes me a little while to wind down and at one o'clock in the morning, quarter past one, I get a message. You there? I went, oh, hello. I went, uh, yeah. Next minute. I've got Dave Schrader ringing me. <laughs> I've answered, got oh, Dave, you realise it's got to pass one in the morning? And he, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so he, I uh, just saying to him that, you know, what, ghost hunt, you're still awake. He said, yeah, I get that. Anyway, it turns out that he wants to take our True Hauntings podcast and feature it on his uh, Paranormal 60 show on Friday. on YouTube. On, yes. So it's Fridays in America yep. and he has edited it up a little bit and uh, he's actually given us some really good tips to help us improve mm-hmm. the True Hauntings podcast which we're going to do from our next recording mm-hmm. and we'll see if you guys, I'm not even going to tell them what it is, no. we'll just see if they notice. Yes, we'll uh, see. But what an honour and he doesn't want just one. Mind you, after he listened to it, he, he messaged me and said it's such great content and that we obviously research it and he said that it was up there with some of the best content that he's heard. Of course it is. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm damn proud of um, that. We're yeah. super, super proud, but he, he knows how to uh, help us get our audience numbers up. And if you're not listening to the True Hauntings podcast, what are you doing? Where get on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever it is you listen to a podcast and download it and be prepared to have a laugh. And who would think that laughing at ghost stories would be funny? Who but would think? Who, but it is. Yeah, we do it, don't yes. we? Yeah, we do. Uh, but there was another little announcement because he got us to go onto his Paranormal 60 show as guests. And then he announced to the world, Renata, now you can do this one. Oh, he announced to the world that he is going to be hosting a trip from America to Australia Yay! and our area down here, Sydney and around Newcastle. And guess who is chosen to be the hosts here down under? The hosts with the mosters. Yes. Us. The ghost grannies. Yay! Yay! Oh my God. I am so proud to, uh, it's an honour. Oh, it is. Absolutely. We're, we're planning a mighty fine time for oh, them. Oh, it's going to be fabulous. So I reckon they're, they're going to ha- sell this one out really quickly. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And do you know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to them having to travel to us. Yes. Because they don't understand just how far away it is when we travel over to them. And uh, Dave is on the East Coast, so that is a big flight. Mm. Big, big flight. But we've we've got other little plans as well, which we will reveal as time yes, goes on. Yes, we've but been conjuring and we have, we stirring have. the pot. Oh, we've been scraping the bottom and yeah. getting that stuff up to the top. Oh, we have. <laughs> All right. So um, who is this? Hi, Kel, Miss Ghosted. She was saying that uh, wants to know who makes this stuff up with all the superstitions. Right, Indiamara, my question is when one of you passed 
houses onto the other side, are you going to come back and haunt the other? Hell yeah. Oh, absolutely. I've actually got code words set up. My family know my code word, mm-hmm. so that if I pass over, it's very Houdini of you. Yeah, uh, if um, you know you're going to go on the Ouija board or whatever it is you're going to do, or the spirit box, there is a code word, mm-hmm. and only they know what it is. Mm-hmm. Ah, and I told my dad he had to give me a code word the other day too. <laughs> He's ninety. <laughs> Uh, so Catherine said she had a conversation with her hubby about demons today uh, on ways to get food. What? About demons today on ways to... Oh, so you're going on to get food? On the ways to get food. You've got to watch where you put your pauses and your commas there. He seems to think if demons are everywhere and so evil, then why aren't there people dead everywhere? I agree. It, it's just... I, I look at the YouTube headings of the videos that are doing well, yeah. and it's very negative, dark yep. comments yep. that will get the views. Yeah. So you can't have, I had a great time ghost hunting and... Um, had a lovely talk to had, Nana. Had a lovely yeah. talk. They're not interested. No. They want demons. Yeah. Let's just hang it upside down, vomited blood. Yeah. We're not interested. Oh, yeah, not interested. Totally. Bronwyn and Justin have sent through a message saying, thank you, that was so nice. They're feeling the love. Oh, good. Good, good. Big Byron. I went to visit my cousin in Roma and told her it would be awesome to do some ghost hunting there. She looked at me a bit funny and said, what? Because she didn't know what that was. Oh. I explained it to her and she laughed because she had no idea. Wow. Wow. That's really interesting. John Pinkfitch. <laughs> Hello, John. Uh I find, oh God, I just hope that I can read this out because who knows with John, it could be anything. I'm just trying <laughs> to have a... Oh, no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. okay. I find that when you say I participate in ghost investigations, they say, oh, really? Well, let me tell you my stories. I've been to Agra to say in case people think I'm weird or so what, so what have you expect... I, I'm trying to, so I'm trying to trans, uh, was it transcribe John here? Uh, I, I reckon it reflects the historical experiences when the church suppressed people with spiritual beliefs. Nailed oh, it, John. You're going to come to hell with us. That's, Welcome. That, that was your outside writing. Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Slocum and the, the Pussycat can come too. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have time for uh, another question? Yes, yes. Right, Maxine. Oh, question for you, Anna Renata. I just downloaded an app on my phone called Spirit Talker. Have you used it? Oh, yes, we oh, have. It's our favourite. Yes. That is our fave, fave, fave. Yes. Particularly like that one because it does not access your microphone or your location and you can use it on aeroplane mode. Yeah, but just beware with any of the apps that are like that, the ones that spit out words, not everything has a specific meaning in the investigation that you are doing. Not every Everything is paranormal. Please, please, please remember that. If it makes sense to the questions that you are asking, and we always try and lead the conversation rather than being led by the words that are coming out of the app, then that's really interesting, especially if there are a number of words or phrases that come out that make total sense of what you have just asked. But, you know, when you say, oh, how long have you lived here? And they say, Pamela. <laughs> and um, why are you here? And they say, cabbage. 
don't take that as something that's paranormal because it's not. Maybe they were cabbage farmers. It, does, it doesn't <laughs> even make sense. So there are some things that you just let go and go, oh, I'm not going to take any notice of that. It doesn't mean anything. Right. I have a story. I have a quick story for you. Yeah. Last night at Tommy Go House, yeah. it was all over the shop and not, not usually itself. We were asking questions, mm-hmm. and I had the spirit box, had the spirit talker on because the SB11 had died mm-hmm. quite dramatically during lightning. It was very good. Oh, <laughs> it came nice. up with a word that I had never heard before, and we had to Google. And I have the meaning for you. Have you ever heard of the word fudgel? No. No. Wow, did it really? Fudgel. Fudgel. Meaning obsolete and intransitive to pretend to work when in reality one is not doing anything. What? Oh, that's that's a bizarre word. So it, it was. It's very of its t- of the time of the house. I would yes. say. Yeah. Oh, like old English. Yes. Kind of. Yes. Because so, yeah. uh, we weren't getting much through. Yeah. <laughs> and it said, Fudgel. I'm like, fudgel. <laughs> That's bizarre. Steve's in the corner fudgling. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really wrong. I'm, just before we go to our songs at the top of the hour, um, I just want to quickly talk about uh, an app that people have mentioned to me. Yeah. And it's called Alex Alice Box. And Alice it's sort Box. of based on an Alice in Wonderland and it spits out words and things. Now, I, I always like to look at the permissions. What does the app need to access? Now, Steve, I'm oh. going to read this to you. And yeah. I want you to tell me what this means it can do. Okay. So storage reads the contents in your SD card. Modify or delete the contents of your shared storage. What? So it can get into your photos and delete whatever it wants. It yes. can get into whatever you have stored on your any phone. Files yes, you and people are can, downloading this at an enormous they're rate. They're paying $8.49 That's for it. Yes. They're yes. worried about TikTok. Yeah. yeah. My God, worry about that. It's yeah, take, so read that, the contents of your SD if card. If you've got Nikki Nanas on there, they can see your bits. But not only that, if you've stored your passwords in yeah. there. I'd be more worried about your nudes. I don't have any of those on my, you know? <laughs> on my phone. On my phone, she says. <laughs> <laughs> um, and modify or delete the content. That's that's, that's Big Brother. So they thing. can delete your password and modify it. Yeah. That is really going uh, down and the And the other hole. thing, it says, have full network access. That <laughs> terrifies me. So we Guys, can just go in and do anything we want. Yeah, whatever you. you need, like whenever you're downloading apps, just go into about the app and then scroll right down, round, right down to the bottom. It'll say app info. And then at the bottom of that, it says app permissions. Always check it out. It is really important that you know what you are giving access to on your phone. But we're going to go to a song. We've got two big songs and we're going to make a quick cup of tea and then we'll be back after this. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Welcome back, everyone. Renata here, and I am joined by Anne, and we have another member here tonight, Uncle Steve. And no, we, cousin uh, Steve. Uh, cousin Steve. Don't cousin move Steve. him up the ranks Sorry. too quickly, please. <laughs> cousin Steve. And uh, we are announcing a new permanent segment <gasps> called Creepy Corner with Cousin Steve. <laughs> That's so wrong. That's <laughs> so wrong, it's right. Oh, <laughs> Creepy Corner with Cousin Steve. Yes. Uh, you've got about 30 seconds 
seconds to say. No, he didn't take for you. <laughs> I can pull a song out if we need to. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. No, go ahead. Go so, ahead. Spooky Sunday Spooksters, welcome to the Creepy Corner where we, mm. we're digging the dirt on all the uh, paranormal pop culture. Oh, now. I love oh. it. So love it. We're keeping our eyes on the movies and the medias and all that kind of thing. And we've kind of briefly touched on these people oh, already. Briefly tonight. touching we in love the Creepy Corner. briefly touch in the Creepy Corner. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to, um, whether this is good news or bad news, I guess the listeners can decide because they've been quiet for a little while, but it looks like the Conjuring movies yes. are coming back. Yes. There's been an official announcement over the last couple of days that the latest Conjuring movie Conjuring looks form. like it will be the last Conjuring <gasps> movie. No. Oh, it's called, hallelujah. It's only in development at the moment. It's called Conjuring Last Rights. Uh-huh. Now, uh, Vera Famiga and Patrick Wilson are both returning mm-hmm. to this movie. It doesn't say what case it's going to be based on yet, but oh, they'll make they've, something always, up. they've always said that they've got enough cases that it could, the movies can go on for 10 years. Yeah. So they're saying that it's this is the last the last rights. Now, we are all well <laughs> aware their reputation. of the Warrens. <laughs> we are all well aware of the Warrens and their reputation, but... The demand for these movies is insane. Let me just go through the timeline of these movies. Mm -hmm. The first Conjuring movie came out in 2013. Mm -hmm. Ten years ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Ten years ago, this this franchise started, and it was a box office explosion. Mm -hmm. Everyone got interested in ghosts. Then, in 2014, we had Annabelle. In 2016, you had The Conjuring 2. In 2017, you had Annabelle Creation. 2018, we had The Nun. 2019, we had The Curse of La, uh, La Llorona, or The Curse of the Weeping Woman here in Australia, because we don't do foreign languages. 2019, you had Annabelle Comes Home. Oh. 2021, we had a year off for COVID. We had The Conjuring 3, Devil Made Me Do It. Oh. So virtually one every year. One every and year. Have, have wow. the characters of the Warrens been in each one the of those? The Warrens directly affect the whole story. So Annabelle... The Nun, Curse of La Llorona are all spin-offs, but they've been involved in the movie. Right. So Valak, the evil demon lady, yeah. is The Nun. So mm-hmm. The Nun mm-hmm. is a prequel series that happens before. We've got a timeline and everything that we can put up if you're interested. But these movies, do you want to do you want to guess? How much money wise? Oh god. Off a budget, a combined budget of one hundred and seventy eight point <laughs> five million dollars. What? These movies have made $2.1 billion (gasps) to date. What? Making it the highest grossing horror franchise of all time. Oh, I'm going to be sick. Yeah. And yeah. it's all based on, I'm not going to say it, exactly. I can't say it because I'm going to get, always say it there's is a based, gag on it. Everything there is based on a true story, mm-hmm. based on true cases mm-hmm. from the Warrens. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, if you go back and look at the True Hauntings podcast, you might find <laughs> a little evidence to support. Or if you do a little bit of digging of your own, uh, you'll maybe find out how reliable 
the narrators of that story are. Type in Ed Warren and Penny. <laughs> they are. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes. Let's just say they've been turned into the. It started out as a horror movie franchise, and they've kind of turned into these Christian superheroes. Yes, come they to have. And they are. They to have. bless. Yes, yeah, so and yeah. we all know. They mm. are so not. So the last couple of years, the interest has been waning a little bit, though, as it does. You yes. Know? Like yeah. we've had huge returns on some of them. The spin off movies haven't been that popular. There was one supposed to be based on the Crooked Man from The Conjuring 2 when they were in in England that oh, was, that's okay. never come out. It got mm-hmm. killed off. But Could, The Nun 2 is arriving September 8th this year. Oh. But it's still not over yet oh. because we can't let anything die. A premature death, no, when you can score a TV series. Oh, no, really? The TV series has been greenlit by Warner Brothers and Discovery, their streaming service called Max, which is just launching. Back back, back the dog. Yeah, we're looking looking for sponsors, so... Now, this... (laughs) They've always said that the franchise would do better in in series because you've got eight hours or eight to ten hours of yes. episodes as opposed to a two-and-a-half-hour yeah. movie. They can expand on all yes. of the... So the, move, the TV show will be picking up after the movies. Of course it will. So whether Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are going to sign on to a TV series, <laughs> I I'm doubt questioning, it. Yeah. but it does give them the option of ageing the characters up mm. so they become... Older, like we know what well, we knew them as, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they, if the series is successful, they can go back and do another movie. And mm. da, 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 da. there's I, a big I, block of years that they haven't tackled. Yeah, I can see the the stories all starting um, in the museum, and they'll ta- they're taking people around the museum, well, see, that and, was, and as um, they stop, yeah, they go well. Let me to tell you the story about this. That was Annabelle Comes Home. So Annabelle Comes Home was kind of like a trying to reboot, give the franchise a bit of a... T- t- mm. Because Annabelle came into the museum at their house that right. they have in the garage and As you do. basically amped up everything. Mm-hmm. And all these, there were all close-ups of these different items that I think people are like, oh, that's going to get a movie and that's going to get a movie and that's going to get a movie. Oh, all those little dusty, um, what do they call them? Chachkis, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so whether that is good news or not, mm-hmm. I will leave up to mm-hmm. the Spooky Sundays listeners. Do you have a favourite Conjuring movie in the franchise at all? Or do you think they're good movies? Do you think you're going to watch the TV series? Oh, I'm let us know. to find out because there's, yeah, there's lots there, but there's... So much stuff coming out in this current age about ghosts and Renato and I were having this conversation about last night going, oh, possessed dolls are over, haunted houses are <laughs> over, people are going to get possessed because, you know, yeah. Pope's Exorcist is Yes, huge. that's the next huge. Yes, And yep. there is a sequel that has just been greenlit to the Pope's Exorcist. Oh, oh we're not surprised well. by that because so, he, he did sort of hint at that. Yeah, 199 <laughs> of them. Yeah. So there will be another Pope's Exorcist coming, but that's that's the creepy corner for this week. Oh, um, yeah. just, before, just before you finish, what yeah. do you reckon Conjuring Force is going to be about? Last rites. It's very suggest. It, it's very suggestive that it's indicative that something dramatic is going to happen because in that last movie, if you remember, the devil made me do it. One, it was a lot more about his his heart condition. Yes, you reckon they're going to kill him yes. off? I don't. But we'll see if the TV series is going to happen after the movies. I don't think it can, but it's going to be something dramatic because unless they're just signing Vera on. 
Oh, who knows? <laughs> it's, just, it's just a Lorraine Warren hour. She, yeah, well. Well, she's done TV before. She was in Bates Motel. Yeah. Oh. She played Mrs. Bates in Bates Motel. Oh, oh my goodness. Not a... Oh, kind of, I guess. If you want good TV, watch Bates Motel. Okay. Five mm. seasons. But yeah, um, we don't... I think it would have to be something quite dramatic. Mm. The last movie wasn't good, so... Someone's mm. going to die. Yeah. Mm. And get the last rights. Got it. All right. Well, thank you so much so for turn that the lights fabulous. Wander around the creepy corner. Everything's yeah. okay. All right. That's <laughs> awesome. Stay with us, Steve, because we're going to uh, keep on chatting. But we've got to get a song in and uh, yeah. on to the next segment. Yes. Love it. Here's a bit of the buggles. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Turn the phone off. <laughs> You're just pressing buttons everywhere. <laughs> oh, it's like the set of the Thunderbirds after a tea break. Someone activate them. Uh, this is where you need the camera. Yes. Someone needed to see that. Uh, yes. Don't worry, I think it's going to happen. I'm in total control. <laughs> That's all right. I set off a dad in the middle of a, a story. <laughs> Bonnie loves us so much. Oh, dear. Turn the phone. <laughs> but my uh, mic was on, so nobody could hear me. Uh, it wasn't on, I mean. Uh, <laughs> so you got a story for us, Renata? I do, oh, come I Come on, spit it out quick. I do. <laughs> so this is an urban legend, and oh. it is about Resurrection Mary, one of Chicago's most famous ghost stories. Oh, we learned about urban I legends, didn't we, story. when I looked up Canadian waffles and wasn't good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't bring it back up. You've traumatised some people. Oh, please, please. So the legend goes that she was killed in a hit and run while walking home from a ball sometime in the 1920s. Ever since, the ghost of a young woman in a white gown has been seen by dozens of people along Archer Avenue. Now, generally, she tends to be walking down the side of the road searching for a ride home. Those kind enough to pick up the stranded woman are surprised when she vanishes into thin air before reaching her destination. She's duped several cab drivers and according to one man, she somehow got out of the car without even opening the door. Doors. Resurrection Mary has also been spotted in popular dance halls in the South Side, and men who have danced with her usually noted her ice cold hands. <laughs> Chilly. Resurrection Mary is so named for her connection to the nearby Resurrection Cemetery, where she is said to be buried. She often asks for a ride to or from the graveyard, promptly disappearing once she reaches her destination. The story of Resurrection Mary starts at the O. Henry Ballroom in Willow Springs, Illinois. A young woman named Mary was attending a dance with a boyfriend. Later on that night, the young couple got into a heated argument and Mary decided to walk home. I hate you. I'm walking home. She marched on through the rain down Arch Avenue wearing her white gown. Mary never made it home. She was struck and killed by a car between the O'Henry Ballroom and Resurrection Cemetery. The driver of the vehicle that hit Mary was never identified. It was assumed to be a hit and run, with the driver leaving Mary to die on the side of the road. I've lost my place now. Oh, yeah. Since her death in the late 1920s, several people claimed to see the ghost of a young woman hitchhiking down Archer Avenue. 
While the stories vary, almost all of them share the same basic characteristics. The woman appears at night. She's always wearing her trademark white gown and she's found either on Archer Avenue at the ballroom or in the cemetery. According to some, she's also been spotted around various dance halls and nightclubs around Chicago's south side. Most of the stories follow a typical version of the vanishing hitchhiker story. She's usually given a ride, only to disappear upon reaching her destination. Due to the number of sightings and the credibility of those who've claimed to have seen her, Resurrection Mary is said to be one of Chicago's most famous ghosts. Now, the first person to see her was a man named Jerry Pallas. In 1939, Jerry was at a popular dance hall on the south side when he was love-struck by a young blonde woman. He approached her and the two hit it off and spent the night dancing together. They did. They even shared a kiss. <gasps> but something was off. According to Jerry, her hands were smelly. as cold <laughs> as ice. Is she willing to sacrifice she, our love? She described, he described her as having cold hands but a warm heart. Oh. Closing warm time heart? came around and Jerry offered the woman a ride home. As she said, she lived in the south side. I'm ignoring the two of you. Still, the woman asked to be taken down to Archer. Jerry was confused. Archer Avenue was in the opposite direction. Why would she want to go there? Jerry took the woman down towards Archer anyway. She motioned to Jerry to stop in front of the Resurrection Cemetery. Stop here, Jerry. But when he stopped the car, she got out and vanished before his eyes. Now, I Jer- wasn't going to say that. Right. Poof. Didn't we decide poof? Poof, poof please. Poof. I'm offended. Poof. <laughs> You've upset Steve. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jerry was shaken with disbelief. Grow up. <laughs> but not too frightened to seek out answers. Don't you be upset about something that tiny? The <laughs> next morning. <laughs> the next morning, he made his way to the address where Mary said she lived. He knocked on the door and encountered her mother. When, when Jerry asked about the woman he met the previous night, she informed him that she'd been dead for nearly three years. Oh, Thank yeah, you very she's much. dead. Oh, no, passionate. It turns out that Jerry had encountered Resurrection Mary, and over the next few decades, several other men would have similar experiences. But Jerry's encounter was the one that began the legend. Now, do you want me to read the rest of this, or shall we go to a song? Go to a song. Go to a song, okay. We're in the middle of, of Resurrection Mary. We're going to a song, Lady Gaga. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. And we are back. And I'm going to finish his story about resurrection. But Mary. before we go on, yes, congratulations on pressing the right buttons. Thank you. Yeah, good work. I Thank was you. very I was, impressed. I, I was focusing on it. I noticed you practised before yeah. we started. You <laughs> got your finger ready on yeah. the buttons yeah. and yeah. visually corrected them. Yeah. Yeah. If if I'm doing something else, um, the brain isn't working. Yeah. I've got to focus. Okay. You know what focus means, don't you? Yes, I do. All right. <laughs> now, I'm going to go back to this story. And, and Resurrection Mary has been seen so many times over the years. And this particular story that I have mentions quite a few of them. 
but it had taken me another 20 minutes to read them all out. So I'm going to 1989, and there's a lady called Jan- Jeanette Kalal who was out with a friend for an evening drive. While passing by the Resurrection Cemetery, a young woman wearing a white gown jumped in front of her car. Janet didn't even have time to stop and ran into the woman, but something was strange. There was no impact and no sound. The woman just disappeared into the thin air. When Janet and her friend got out to check out the scene, the woman was nowhere to be fa- <coughs> found. <laughs> and there was no damage to their car. But Renata's sound effects. Both Janet and her friend both saw the woman, yet she vanished without a trace. With some doubt whether the story of Re- Resurrection Mary is real, some particularly persistent paranormal investigators have been digging up to uncover Mary's true identity. They've combed through the thousands of graves at the Resurrection Cemetery looking for a connection. It was once believed that Resurrection Mary was actually a woman named Mary Bregovy, who was struck by a car and killed in 1934. This was proven to be false as Bregovy was killed in the downtown Loop District. Today, many agree that a woman named Anna Majira Norcus is actually Resurrection Mary. She was killed in a car accident in 1927 while on her way back from a party at the old Henry Ballroom. Her story seems fairly consistent with the legends. There have been several ghost sightings and unusual phenomena related to Resurrection Mary. Now, this urban legend about... um, ghostly hitchhikers is worldwide mm-hmm. it's a it's a worldwide phenomena we have one local legend here um going to uh, lemon tree passage lemon tree passage yes and we were going to do a true <coughs> hauntings on it but there just wasn't enough information no no Not it's enough a, facts it's anyway. the same yes, that's, that's more <laughs> it's the, the same point. story that gets told over and over and over um, and that story can be told in just a few minutes really but the, the one of the things they say with that one is they're seeing a light in their rearview mirror mm-hmm. and it's getting closer and closer but it's a road there's going to be people with Motorbikes or but cars, or it's supposed to be when you drive over the speed. Limit. Oh, that's right, it's over the speed. speed. No, yeah, the, the the urban legend I'm thinking of is the one that's on the central coast. Oh, yeah. you're talking about uh, Noraville, Noraville, Nora, yeah, yeah. Norahead Lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, around well, we've there. Got two. There you go. Yeah, we've got two in the area. Mm. There's one. There's one out Melbourne ish way. Isn't there too, where they put the hands on the back of the car. I don't know. It's like a one. lover's lane kind of thing. Ooh. I also want to know why is it always a white dress? Ladies, do you ever wear? Would you ever ever wore a white dress? I have a theory <laughs> in that, and I think you were talking about this the other week. Is that um, the memory fades, and therefore maybe the colour fades of oh. what the true or yes, uh, yeah. So all the energy like sepia toned memory of the person yeah. once yes. was, or the yes. the. Um, uh, the, their energy is fading because their story is fading or, yeah. or something like That's that. That's very Freddy yeah. Krueger, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. Yep, or they're in their nightgowns. Mm. And yeah. a dance? Or they, oh, they might yeah. be buried in their nightgowns. You don't True. know. Yeah. They might True. be buried in a white frock. Yeah, well, they used to put all of these weird and wonderful things onto people when they were burying them, like those things that they put under their chins and they used to wrap them on the top of their head and that was so that their mouths wouldn't fall open. Yeah, because it was disturbing. 
Yeah. And the cockroaches are crawling out. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> Too many horror movies. Sorry. Oh, dear. Do you know what? I'm having a thought, Renata. We'll see what you think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon we don't go to a song. I reckon we just keep going through now to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we're, we're ready to finish the show, we can play that that last section. Okay. And uh, because I think what happens is that the uh, audio kicks out at 10 o'clock no matter what. Mm -hmm. So we will just uh, keep going. Breaking all the rules tonight. I know. So would you like... Yeah, well, it's okay. We're we're made for breaking rules. Would you like me to do my story? Sure. Because I was going to hold it till next week. Now, this is the one that I was telling you that I started to read it and I thought, you know what? I'm going to hold off and discover the secrets with you. Now, this is a um, a very interesting, unsolved, mysterious uh, disappearance of a lady called Emma Filipov. And uh, it's from my favourite place, Mysterious Universe, and it's written by Brent Swanser. So in the fall of 2011, 26-year-old Emma Filipoff moved to Victoria, British Columbia in Canada. And we do have quite a few Canadian listeners. Okay. So, hi, hello. What's that about? Uh, so in order, she wanted to experience a new life in a place she'd always felt drawn to. She did a stint of seasonal work at the Red Fish Blue Fish Seafood Restaurant. Isn't that great? That's Dr. Seuss. That's Dr. Seuss. Yeah. I thought that was clever. Uh, so she did that at Victoria's Inner Harbour, as well as some other odd jobs, and seemed to really enjoy her time there. She was having a great time. Philipoff left the restaurant job on October 31st <gasps> in 2012. <laughs> yes, and started to make preparations to actually go home to Ontario, assuring her co-workers that she would be back in the springtime, because, you know, in Canada it gets very cold. Cold, eh? And everything gets snowed in, so... And poutine gets frozen over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be horrible. The cheese would your, go your rubbery. The would go rubbery. <laughs> oh, that'd be yuck. So, uh, according to her friends and workers and everyone, it, she intended to go home and... But it never happened. She never arrived home. Ooh. And she's become one of Canada's most bizarre and baffling vanishings. So that's about as far as I got. Now, this is going to be a cold read from here on in. It began with some rather erratic behaviour on Emma's behalf. On November 23, 2011, she called her mother, Shelley, in the middle of the night and crying. And she said she really wanted to go back home as soon as possible. Now, Shelley would say that her daughter didn't explain what was upsetting her, but she strongly urged her mother to book a flight to Victoria as soon as possible to be with her and help her pack. It was a pretty odd and worrying call, but it would get even stranger the following day when Emma called her mother back and told her not to come out after all and that she'd figured things out on her own. Later that evening... She would call her mother again in tears, saying she wanted to come home. And yet again, the following morning, she called back to tell her mother not to come. What on earth is going on? That would be the last that Mum, Shelley, heard from Emma for a few days. And although she was worried sick, uh, she respected her daughter's last wishes for her not to go back out to Victoria to help her back. Then on November 27, Shelley got a call from a woman's shelter about Emma, which caught her completely off guard because her daughter said nothing about living in a shelter. 
On the same day, Emma would call again and ask her mother to come out only to call back a short time later and tell her not to, ending the call with a very cryptic statement saying, I don't know how I can face you. Confused by Emma's various bizarre phone calls and the fact the shelter had called, she booked the flight for the next day. But it gets stranger. As her mother was making arrangements to fly to Victoria, on the evening of the 27th, Emma was seen wandering about barefoot in the street in front of the Fairmont Empress Hotel and acting oddly. Are we getting a bit of a, a vibe to um, that other motel? Yeah, it smells the least hilarious. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a concerned bystander called the police and they arrived to find a dishevelled and slightly dazed and confused Emma standing there in bare feet in the rain that was falling at the time. The police would talk with her for about 45 minutes before deciding that she wasn't a threat to herself or to others and they would just leave her there standing barefoot in the rain. What? Why didn't they take her in? I know, it's so wrong. At some point after this, she would just simply vanish off the face of the earth. Mm. The following evening, Shelley showed up at the shelter where Emma was supposed to have been staying, but she wasn't there and no one had seen her or heard from her. And this was when she would soon be reported as a missing person. Police would quickly um, locate Emma's abandoned van, which she seemed to have been using as a storage place since it was held uh, a hodgepodge. It held a hodgepodge of her various belongings, including her passport, library card, digital library card. That's it. She's in trouble if she's left a library card behind. (laughs) Digital camera, clothes, pillow, assorted ornaments, laptop, recently borrowed library books. She's going to get over Jews, amongst other things. But there was no sign of the missing woman herself. They would learn that Emma had been living a sort of transient lifestyle during a time in Victoria, staying at the shelter and at campgrounds, often sleeping in her van or in a tent. Oh, my God, a tent in Canada? No. Oh, wow. While she was here. Hmm? While she was here, isn't it? No. No, Victoria, no, Victoria Canada. in Canada. Oh, Canada. Yes. Hello. Hello. Why did she stay in the tent in Canada? Yes. Thank you. None of her friends or family had known anything about this. It was all pretty weird, but would become even more so, apparently. Oh, We're going to get weirder. When police began going through surveillance footage in an effort to try and find her. It would be found that on November 23, Filipov was captured on security footage at the Victoria YMCA. It's fun to say it there. Where she could be seen exiting and entering the building multiple times, either fidgeting with her hands or trying to operate a cell phone. <laughs> and she appears to be distressed and acting as if she was trying to avoid someone. Oh, this is like, this is really like Lisa. Very I just want to know if she put her right hand in. Then she put her right oh, hand down. Oh, she put her right oh. hand in and she shook it all about. But that's all. And then she did the hokey pokey. Inquiring right. rides, what I know. Yeah. Mm, another piece of footage from November 28. So this is five days later. Shows her buying a prepaid cell phone from a convenience store 
but she acts rather oddly, hesitating and departing the store to check the street before going back in to buy the phone. Police would verify that she had indeed bought a phone as well as $200 prepaid debit card. And they would talk to a taxi driver who said that he had picked up the missing woman and been told to take her to the airport. Strangely, she would then say she could not afford the $60 taxi fare and she got out, despite the fact that she had a $200 prepaid card and several thousand dollars in her bank account. This was estimated to have happened shortly before she was found wandering about barefoot in front of that hotel. Although, why she'd been there in such a disoriented state and what happened to her shoes was unclear. There was not much to go on. Emma's prepaid phone was not activated and there was no reliable clues as to where she'd gone after speaking with those police officers in front of the hotel. They did a massive search involving loads of police officers and volunteers as well as handing out flyers distributed all over the country. And if you look online, you will find there's lots of flyers. There's still uh, websites and things where they're trying to find her. Uh, And they had some potential leads start to trickle in. On December 5, Emma's prepaid card was flagged as being used at a gas station near the one... Oh, we're going to have to be careful saying this. One de F-U-C-A. Fusha. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Recreation Centre and the Galloping Goose Trail. Uh, approximately 12 kilometres from downtown Victoria. They were able to track the card to a man who claimed to have found it lying on the ground at the recreation area and then used it to buy cigarettes. Although it seemed odd that Emma would have found her way all the way out there on her own, the man was not seriously questioned and was let go. There were also several sightings of the missing woman, but these leads went nowhere. The next lead would not come until May of 2014 when a tattooed man with a limp walked into Twin Peaks, no, uh, (laughs) walked into a store in Vancouver and waved around Emma's missing person poster claiming that it was his girlfriend before throwing it away. The police were called but the man disappeared before he could be questioned. Although security video captured an image of the man, he was never identified. In 2018 a witness named only William told police that he had dropped her off at the intersection on Vancouver Island about 70 miles from the hotel around 5.15 in the morning on November 29, 2012. When asked why he'd not come forward with this information sooner, he claimed that he had been afraid of being implicated with her disappearance. Although promising an Although promising enough to warrant a three-day search of the vicinity with cadaver dogs, the lead was many years old and would turn out to be ultimately useless. With a lack of any real answers, speculation as to what happened to Emma was rampant. One of the main ideas is that she'd had some sort of psychotic break or went into some sort of fugue state to wander off or possibly even have committed suicide. Friends reported that she had had mental issues and bouts with depression in the past and that she'd also been afraid of her mother, who she had described to her friends as a disciplinarian. 
She also might have run away to start a new life, which would have fit her transient lifestyle. Another idea is that she was the victim of foul play, as in the surveillance footage, which she could be seen acting noticeably anxious and paranoid, as if she was being followed or someone was uh, trying to avoid someone. However, she never did tell anyone or write in her numerous journals about anything to this effect. It is feeling very Laura Palmer now. Despite getting hundreds of other tips, none of these have ever led anywhere and the case has gone completely icy cold. The case has been picked up by various private investigators, amateur sleuths and psychics as well, but no one has found any trace of Emma. So we're all left to wonder what has happened to this woman and what, what is the meaning of the odd behaviour? Uh, did she manage to get out of the rainy street with her bare cold feet? Who knows what happens? Was it a psychotic break or was it foul play? All we know is that in the end she was never found and there is no way to know what has happened to this poor girl. The end. Mm. I did do a chat GPT on it to give me the highlights of the case and explanations as to what might have happened to Emma because I thought maybe chat GTP could solve the the crime. Uh, So they came up with mental health issues to say that they knew that Emma was having trouble with her mental health, including anxiety and depression, and that could have led to the uh, disappearance in her behaviour. Substance abuse. Emma was also known to have struggled with substance abuse in the past. It's possible that she was under the influence of something. Personal issues. She was going a rough time, a tough time in her personal life, including a recent breakup and financial struggles. Maybe that's what contributed to it. Foul play. While there's no evidence of foul play, it's always a possibility in case of of unexplained disappearances. Can't trust chickens. Uh, What? Foul play. Oh. Oh. Um, Now, as for the suicide, there was no evidence to suggest that Emma was intending to harm herself. But, you know, when you're under the influence of substances, your mind may not behave in its normal manner and think rationally. Mm. So, Renata, what do you think? What happened to her? I don't know. Great. <laughs> Thanks for the conversation, Renata, oh, on deep, that. The deep thoughts of Renata Dad. What about you, Steve? What do you reckon? It does sound very Elisa Lambage. I would, it, to me, it sounds the the calling backwards and forwards and, and sounds a little bit like she may have gotten in over her head in some kind of situation, whether it be drug-related slash mental health-related. Or, or boyfriend-related. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds a bit partnerish. I can't face you. Mm. It, it sounds like a mix of perfect cocktail of both and then she's just managed to slip between the cracks and Canada is pretty famous for having some big problems with missing persons especially of native peoples and yeah, it doesn't uh, sound sex like they, workers they have a, yeah. they're, yeah, they're called the, not, the undead or the not dead they, I, disi- they, they just disappear I don't mm. think it was handled very well by the police mm. but we've got to get out of here Renata yes we do uh, we thank you all for joining us tonight being here and listening to Spooky Sundays for another week we hope your week ahead is going to be absolutely fabulous thank you Anne for being in studio and thank, thank you. you cousin 
Steve, you're about to be cut off. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, we're going to leave you with Babushka for about two seconds. Okay, see you later, everyone. Bye, everyone. Stay spooky. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.